calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome to episode 535 of the IGN UK podcast. My name is Daniel Kruper and today I'm joined by Matt Perslow. Hello. Simon Cardi. Hello. And Joe Scrabbles. What the fuck is going on? You've invaded. I'm really It's like a Dark Souls soapstone thing, isn't it? <laughs> I'm so yeah. fucking lonely. <laughs> well, you know, it's nice to have a chat. Let me on your podcast. Let me on your podcast. Give me a podcast. Uh, <laughs> do you know what? We can we can talk about things if you want. Do you have a, do you have a talk about things? Is that not Cooper's the format of the podcast still? <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot. Sorry, changed. yeah, sorry. I know you. I know you do your advice podcast these days, but we're really not into that as much. So okay. because your face went very uh, ready to talk when he asked, and I, I didn't like it. I didn't like the implication. <laughs> I've got a lot to. I've just been pottering about here. I've got a dog now, and I keep. I, I'm wondering if he's real. <laughs> I keep asking him. He doesn't know what he is either. He is basically a fucking cartoon. <laughs> is it like yeah. the old film Harvey, where he sees the imaginary rabbit everywhere? Or the remake with Bruce Willis. Did they do that? Have I imagined that? <laughs> what? Have you imagined the imaginary rabbit film? Remake Harvey with Bruce Willis. I don't know. See, I don't know either of these. I definitely made that up. There is definitely a Harvey remake. Wasn't there, was there a, is, I think you're thinking of Sixth uh, Sense. Uh, there, was, there was one in 1996. Oh, sorry, Harry Anderson. Uh, Leslie Nielsen. Don't know why I thought Bruce Willis was in it. Did Bruce Willis well, do... Oh, Sixth Sense as well. Yeah. Didn't Bruce Willis do something where he was like a, a baby or a, or a rat? Did, was, what was the one like Disney's The Kid? Was that... What was that? No, film? Bruce Willis did do something like that. Die Hard. Oh, there we go. Die Hard. The Nakatomi Tower as well the as Nakatomi Tower McClane. wasn't real. It, it turned out his wife had just left him and he's stuck in New York having a quiet Christmas. <laughs> just crawling around the air ducts. <laughs> <laughs> when he was uh, in the earth, he's just in a cupboard. Well, he's under his bed. 
I've mean, accidentally smashed all his crockery like a Greek <laughs> wedding and stepped all over it. He's bleeding and crying. He's got his vest on. Basically, at the, first, at the beginning, he just finds out she's not using his surname anymore, and it just goes from that point. Mm. <laughs> well, well, we've got everything after the housekeeper call is wrong. What a stellar start. Um, <laughs> um, while we've got you here, do you want to talk about some games and stuff? Yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? Uh, Matt, you've Hello. been playing a new game called Valorant. I know. I haven't got to play this game because I don't own a PC because I'm a mug. Yeah, it's restricted, I would like isn't to it? give it a go. It's a game for the elite people that have got machines. Oh, okay. All well. right, Jesse. <laughs> um what do you Whoa, think of it? Is this what's happened? It's like it's like the time machines. They have and they have not. <laughs> I'm a fucking Morlock. I'm a Morlock with a dual shot. <laughs> yeah, you can find them buried in the sand if you just dig them up. They're like relics. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been do you like playing... the game. <laughs> <laughs> but as much as the time machine. What a time machine's good. Yeah, yeah. The, the one with good. Samantha Mumbers. The Samantha. Best one. What no, a bizarre no. piece of <laughs> casting! <laughs> what? That is mad. I love that original film. I watched that a lot as a kid. Terrified me. Says a lot. Yeah, Valorant might no. terrify you as well. It's Why? really hard. It's really hard. Do you think I'm the sort of person who's put off by a challenge? I'm not saying that. It's just that <laughs> it's a very, very difficult game that might be intimidating to you. What? What is it? Yeah. So Valorant is, so it's made by the same, well, not necessarily the same guys, but the same studio as League of Legends. It's Riot, and it's their new sort of 5v5 PvP shooter. I mean, it can be a Riot in the right situations. Carl, you're you're working on a delay. You can't throw in stupid jokes like you normally do. Just just save it. All I've got. Uh, So the the basic, I think, crux of what Valorant is, is it's Counter-Strike and Overwatch put together, of which... One of those things is something that I know that we all like. We all like Overwatch, right? Love Counter-Strike. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so the idea is it's a so it's a 5v5, very, very sort of like tightly orchestrated uh, tactical shooter. It's a lot slower than Overwatch, but every character that you can play as has a set of abilities. Um, so those abilities are a bit like what you get in Overwatch, but they tend to actually veer more towards... If, have you, any of you guys actually ever played Counter Strike? Yes, yeah. a thing that I've yeah. seen a lot of it. I've never mm-hmm. played. <laughs> so I've do you... heard them say terrorists win. <laughs> <laughs> it's very like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have you ever thought of being a voice caster for, for <laughs> Counter Strike, Joe? A lot. <laughs> I told you. I thought if you ever heard, have you ever thought of becoming a Boy Scout? <laughs> <laughs> I've got my terrorism badge. Yeah. Are you, you are wearing the right shade Shift of green badge. to be a Cub yeah. Scout. True. <laughs> and the tash helps as well. Like, like, Cub Scout leader. I don't want those implications thrown at me. No, you're fine. It's fine. Cardi's been doing that a lot, and it really gets it, on my way. It's fine. You just needed someone to help you put away the tuck shop. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, great. Uh, uh, where was I? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, from uh, what I've seen, Valorant, it seems a lot more Counter Strike than Overwatch to me. It seems more like 70 to 80% Counter Strike. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, the thing about the way that you use your abilities is whereas Overwatch, I think, is much more about sort of like 
they all focus around like what you're doing with your team and like it's buffing other people or it's sort of like inflicting more damage against the enemy team. All of the ability, well, the majority of the abilities in Valorant feel much more like analogs to things that you get in Counter-Strike. So flashbangs and smoke grenades are massively important in Counter-Strike. And there's a lot of like, like pro Counter-Strike players will know the places like this specific brick on this wall is where I chuck a flashbang because it will then ricochet around a corner and it will blind someone that is almost certainly coming up that route. And so a lot of the abilities in Valorant are sort of based around that gameplay. It's just that they have a, I guess, a more fantasy sci-fi sort of feel to them. So there's a character called Phoenix and he's got like these little uh, sort of orbs of fire that he can bring up by clicking his fingers but they effectively will work like flashbangs. He just chucks them around the corner and then it will stun people. There's an awful lot of smoke play, but rather than a smoke grenade, you summon sort of objects onto the map that work like smoke. So one character can bring a giant orb of literally sort of like cloud that obstructs sort of like an area. One of them can create like a cage of sort of white noise, mm. but they all effectively fulfill that. People can't see through it. That's what so I've seen. There seems to be a lot. A lot of the abilities seem to be about area denial and yeah. blocking off certain routes. Because the main objective is similar to Siege, isn't it? Is, and Counter-Strike, isn't it? To plant a bomb and yes. defend it. But don't yes. most just turn into a deathmatch. Well, that's the thing. So, obviously, as it, as we all know from playing Siege, like it is sort of easier just to kill the five enemy team members than it is to get a bomb planted on a site and then defend that. Mm-hmm. But obviously you do have all the tools that you'd need to do. As you say, it's all about area denial. So I think the way to think about it is, is the map, unlike uh, unlike an Overwatch map or even unlike a, a Siege map, it's split into lanes, much like a, a League of Legends uh, Summoner's Rift map is. And it's all about controlling those lanes, getting either to or defending a bomb site, and then getting your objective down and dealing with that. So yeah, enemy denial. Like there is, there's a character that basically does maze ice wall but it's used in an entirely different way to May because obviously in Overwatch, you're a lot more active all the time, whereas Valorant slows that pace down. It's much more about checking corners. And if you're trying to check, like if there are four sort of routes into a bomb site, the idea is, is you literally just wall two of them off with like Phoenix has a flame wall. Um, I can't remember the name of the character that uses like ice, but you ice that wall off. You might then use um, like a slow pool on the ground. Like you can put sort of like, either pools of fire or pools of ice on the floor, which means then so like there's probably only going to be one route that the enemy takes into that site. And then it's all about like keeping those corners locked down. Yeah. So I think overall the way all this plays in is like it can be really, really exciting. But the way it all works, it's so like supremely balanced that I think it feels a bit more like it's fair over fun. I mm. can't say so like I've got to the point where like there's such a beautiful chaos to the way that overwatch works and sort of like even when all your team play is so tight there's always something that's going to sort of go unexpected and yes there are those elements of unexpectedness in valorant but they feel so like when you're working with a good team anyway so tightly coordinated that i'm almost not getting the same like level of fun and that's combined with the fact that i don't think any of these characters despite they've all got like unique voice lines None of them feel like people. They are just shells that's for abilities. Say, that's the thing people about Overwatch is the characters. Like, do any of these characters really stick at all? Like, like you... the thing I really like about Phoenix, for example, is like, so he's the British operative. 
because it does that Overwatch thing of like they're all operatives from different countries in an alternate version of the of like the globe. But I like that he's like he's proper sort of urbanized really he's not like your classic oh i'm a british spy from like the british agency like he feels like he could have come from camden and i quite like that about him but that's summed up in like like a hand well it's not a handful there are plenty of different voice lines but they don't like convey a sense of plot in the same way that overwatch does mm-hmm. and like that's the thing and then so like you see all of that worm through into other little things where it's like every weapon you can aim down sights on but the sights are always exactly the same to convey that level of yeah. fairness and competitive. It seems and those like are the sort game. of things. Yeah. Seems yeah. like a game, especially coming from Riot and based so heavily on Counter-Strike, that is built for esports and could be a great yeah. game to watch. I but saw, to, like, when I saw those person, initial... Maybe not. When I saw those initial, um, uh, like, they sort of, sort of did a half reveal a while back where they didn't say what it was as a name and an idea necessarily, but they were like, it's a shooter and here's the kind of thing it looks like. And when they showed what it looked like, I genuinely thought it was like alpha. I was mm-hmm. like, Oh, this, you know, it's, this is the, this is the skin of it. Uh, or, you know, like the, the muscles of it and the skin isn't on it. And then I saw it and I was like, Oh no, that is what it looks like. It just looks really fucking boring yeah. because like, they're just trying they're making it, like you say, fair over fun. So it's like this feeling of instead of this rich, weird, like because it's meant to be like post-apocalyptic or like dystopian in some way. Yeah, but it's all not. I get out of it's just fucking brown boxes and like smoke that looks like it came out of a PS2 game. I don't understand. Yeah. Why do they have powers? What's the in-game reason for that? It's it's another save. I think it's uh, effectively it's that's how you build a hero shooter, right? And it gives you something that. They can make a Counter Strike competitor that also has something else that might pull in other people. They're known for powers, I guess, because of that's what League of Legends is built around, right? Like that's entirely a powers based game. And so they've got all like the prestige to it there. But I think it's exactly what you say, Joe. It's like I'm not compelled by you know how in Overwatch it's not just the characters. Those stages, those levels tell a story. Like mm. Volskaya Industries, like there's a sto- there's a whole backstory to that, and the fact that kind of like there's those giant mechs in, the, in the bays, <laughs> obviously. Love but like, that. there's a whole story to like all of that, and like where they fit into the Omnic Crisis, and like mm. I don't need to have read any of like the Overwatch comics or watched any of the stuff to sort of know there's a story to all this. It's not just a, a place for you to shoot people on. Well, Whereas it's that metatextual thing of like King's Row. You're actually, if you're on attack, you're actually the bad guys. Yeah, and stuff like that. And like, you don't need to know that to play. But when you do, it lends it more power and more interest, which mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. see from Valorant. Like you said, no. So like all of Valorant's maps are they're they're sort of very smartly designed in that there's nothing going on up until overhead height, which means that you can always get a clear shot on your enemy. Like as long as you found the angle and you're looking through the door the right way, or you've got, like, you know, you've held where you need to be on that section of the map, it means that the character stands out so clearly, which obviously there is a certain amount of that to Overwatch. That's why the characters are designed into, like, the silhouettes are so, which is a lesson that was learned from Team Fortress. Mm. So all of those lessons I can see, and that's why everything on the map looks really boring. And then actually, if you look up, there's a lot more going on overhead Mm. height because that doesn't impact sort of where you'd be looking. But as I say, like, 
there are plenty of games that I play which are like like Call of Duty's got a lot of sort of like mechanical finesse to it. But I feel like in Call of Duty, I feel like I've gone to war. Like, not that it's actually sort of like true to life military <laughs> sim, but there's like that element going on around it where you feel like you're in a certain place. Whereas Valorant isn't, it's like paintball without the like the fun of actually being there. <laughs> it's fair it. over I mean, fun. Like, what happens to sure. the fun of the fair? What? I'm sure there are um, I'm sure there are people listening who are furious that we yeah. don't like this well, I literally thing because, haven't touched it but but they're like but that that the, it appeals it doesn't appeal to us is sort of more about us I guess because I think there is a lot about to admire about how Valorant's been made it's just not the kind of thing I play yeah, it's, it's not it's not the kind of thing I choose to spend my time doing Mm-hmm. it's the the engineering behind it is genuinely incredible and honestly like there have been moments where like i've had clutch victories and like there have been moments where it's just like i feel like i'm so accomplished at what i've just done because mm-hmm. the game makes you work for it because it is so like precision engineered and i think that's there's something about that that's brilliant in a way that like i also admire league of legends for that but i'm shit at league of legends and i don't enjoy it yeah and i guess the only thing i'd say there is like I, the one thing I wish they'd brought across from League of Legends is I think Riot have made some of the best game art with League of Legends. Like you, All their key art that they make for that game make their characters look incredible. And there's mm. none of that in Valorant so far. Right. And like maybe that's just because we're at close beta stage and that comes later. Yeah. But I yeah. do wish that it got the visual personality that LOL has. I think mm. what um, sums it up for me, there was, a, there was a really good article on Rock, Paper, Shotgun about, uh, from Matt Cox, I think it was, who wrote basically his favourite kill that he'd done, and he described it, and it sounded so exciting, the way he'd written it up. And then he included the clip at the bottom of it, and I was just like, oh, it's well boring. Like, <laughs> when I saw it, I was like, there's nothing to this. It's just a brown room, and he's teleported three times. But the way he described it and how excited it made him feel is kind of everything about what, doesn't work for me that will work for other people it's like holy shit i can do this 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 and this with this amount of precision when i watch it i'm like nope i don't care (laughs) well Uh, for us we have overwatch and this week overwatch got its final hero down in the caves we're playing overwatch still yeah we're still we're still doing it we're getting by with a good bit of killing (laughs) and Echo is the new character. <laughs> should be should be noted, Cardi, that it's the final character for oh, this. Like, if we want to put it as the season that was Overwatch One, we're going to yeah, get more heroes final. when Overwatch Two comes yeah, out. Exactly, but we don't know when that is. But yeah. it, that means there's 32 on the roster so far, and that's a lovely number. That's sound really satisfied about the number 32. Yeah, 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 she's yeah. the last one until Overwatch Two. Um, she is a, I think we've gone over briefly what she is before, but she is a flying robot who can fire sticky bombs, lasers down on people. But then her ultimate is the mad thing where you can just temporarily become a member of the other team and charge their ultimate ridiculously quickly. Duplicates. Yeah. You can she, echo them. Exactly. Um, and it echoes the uh, very start of Overwatch where you could have multiple of the same hero on a team. I miss Many it. layers to it. Um, she's very fun. I've only played her like a few times so far, but she's very fun. I'm still not very good at her because I die very easy. She's very easy to kill, I think. But her sticky bombs are horrible if you're playing against them. I don't know if you guys have had any in your face yet. 
she is a pain in the arse. Is the <laughs> she's very powerful, but I feel like she's a very high risk character. Mm. So I've only played her on the PTR, and when you play, because um, when you go on the PTR, when a character's first sort of put on there, basically it's still real old school Overwatch where you can play multiple heroes. So it's just like everybody plays. So you've got a, sa- yeah. a stack of sort of six versus six echoes. <laughs> And that meaning is just that, sticky bomb night. No one can use the old. <laughs> <laughs> but she's a. Uh, I like her. She. I'm not instantly trying to play her all the time like I have with some heroes when they've come out. But I can see her being useful. I just haven't got to grips with her flying yet. I feel like it's quite fiddly on a controller the anyway. Thing of using that character is using the fly because it is quite strange. You get a boost, but then you can ascend and descend for a limited amount of time. It's a lot like using Mercy's ult. It's not like flying with Farah. It's a lot more like Mercy. It's more of a a boost than then a glide. But uh, I, I'm liking her. There's not. I don't have a ton to say about her. But well, do, you know, it was a nice... do we know much about the story of her? She's got an English accent, doesn't she? Yeah. There's the. Um, there was a little uh, intro cinematic which I've forgotten. <laughs> uh, wasn't it? She was created to like support Overwatch. And then got deactivated, a... and when over, the original Overwatch ended, and then has been reactivated for the you know the contemporaneous storyline that they're going to kind of properly kick off with Overwatch Two. Mm. I think I so. think it was that. Yeah. Isn't she? Is she the voice of the announcer? I that's Athena, isn't it? Yeah, I, it's I, not. I, but I thought Athena was somehow maybe that was so like an for old, a yes. very for a very long time. People assumed that Echo was Athena. And because it was going to be the... Athena uploaded into a into yeah. a drone. I think I've just still got that. Yeah, mm-hmm. she was invented mm-hmm. by Dr. Mina Lau, who pitched the idea for Echo to Soldier and Reaper, and Reaper greenlit the project. He liked the word. Oh, there he we go. He gave it the funding. Gave it the funding. <laughs> so weird thinking of Reaper as a bureaucrat. <laughs> yeah, as a middle class dragon's den. Yeah, very for fifty percent equity. Um, in the Echo Project. And if he doesn't get it, he just shouts, (laughs) die, die, die. (laughs) Uh, uh, It's a little bit of Overwatch chat for you. Um, This week, we (laughs) learned... Did we really learn the news that there's another GTA? That was always going to be the case, wasn't it? It was... So, it's the kind of big assumption. But then there have been a lot of rumours, I will say, extremely spurious rumours, but (laughs) rumours that, like... Bully 2 is a thing, um, particularly as a big one. There have mm. been a lot of bits and pieces about what Rockstar does next, as always happens when Rockstar finishes a major project. Um, but GTA has always been assumed to be the thing, particularly after they said stuff like um, uh, GT- all future Rockstar games will have online elements. Was I think that was the last year's earning releases. Strauss Zelnick, the insane, weird, hench old man that runs Take-Two Interactive. <laughs> Uh, started talking about great he's name. got a book about being fit while you're old um <laughs> and it's worth looking up uh and um and so i think a lot of people assume gta and then uh kotaku jason schreier ex of kotaku now which is weird to say mm. um he started uh he dropped into a story about rockstar work practices that they uh they were making gta 6 and then we went and got that confirmed uh through an anonymous source that was mm. fun. Um, what if so, GTA yeah. 6 is Bully 2? What if it's grown up? <laughs> uh, what's his name? Jimmy? Is it Jimmy? I don't know. I've completely gone blank. Jimmy uh, Bullstrode. 
Yeah, I love that game as well. Not completely blank. I read Dead and GTA Shared Universe. Is there anything that connects them? There's, uh, there was a weird thing where Red Please, Dead Jimmy. was maybe the same universe as Mafia Three, which is really weird. With the, le- with the leap map. There was a there was a map where uh, what is it called? What's the? Oh, I've got to look it up now. Uh, yeah, well, because they yeah. The reason we're doing this is we just thought we'd pitch what we'd like GTA Six to be, like where we'd like it to be, when we'd like it to be. Just a little bit of fun, a little fun exercise for the classroom. Show you working. I want it to be modern Australia. Is this your genuine pitch? Yeah, big okay, pitches. Like if we're talking like mad, uh, like bizarre culture and like <laughs> fun stuff to take the piss out of. Australia's got it all. They're halfway between the UK and America in how their culture works. Mm. Like they've got very American TV, but they're very British people. Um, and like. I just think it'd be fucking... The accents are hilarious. You've got Bogans, which will fill in for, like, hillbilly types. <laughs> what is the, the bush, um... Crazy Wolf Creek bullshit going on. Yeah. Nice beaches. Big what cities. What is the gun situation in Australia? Did oh, they no. Got rid of them. They banned yeah, they them, had, didn't they? They had yeah. one shooting, and uh, my granddad had to give all his guns back. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we could set this post-gun law. <laughs> pre, oh, it sorry, be, pre. Sorry. It would have to be pre-gun law, yeah. Um... <clears throat> but yeah, I just think yeah. it'd be really fun. My pitch is I I would like to see them. I think they will do more of a period piece one again, like Vice City, go back. Not maybe the 80s, but maybe the 90s. Give the 90s a go. And I'd like to see it set in Boston. Let's get a Departed style GTA that's kind yeah, of... I, I wouldn't yeah. mind an East Coast... Entry. Yeah, I don't need new. I don't need Libby again. Not yet. What anyway. would you call it? What would I call? I'd call it uh, T Town. T yeah, T Town. Or uh, uh, New New England. No, uh, so I don't know. Um, something like that. But uh, I think that'd be. A- <laughs> That's not my whole. Just couldn't be fucking asked. No, but then because I got this, I got I got distracted by my idea actually being bully too and a grown up Jimmy. Um, I do actually really I love bully and like bully two like set at university to me would be a great game. But let's see if that happens. (laughs) Who's got one? Cooper, what you got? I think you should do one set in the breakdown of the Soviet Union because back then that sounds a laugh. Bloody anything, loads of guns, loads of drugs, loads of naughty stuff going on. Lots of countries you could journey between. Power vacuums. That's what we like. That's what we call it. GTA power vacuum (laughs) into it. But the R um... would be backwards. It would be a backwards R. Oh, I like that. <laughs> That's what Cyrillic is. Yes. Mm. Very that good. would work. <laughs> like, could What's it sorry? be like a Nico Bellic prequel? Could it be him? The Bellics. Yeah. Yeah. Could yeah, be the Bellic. Daddy Bellic. Yeah, Daddy Bellic. <laughs> <laughs> I'd Big love Daddy, Daddy Bellic. <laughs> yeah, that would actually be really good. Well, actually, it would be like Godfather 2. It would be cost <laughs> between two missions. Damon Lowe with us. Just him in. <laughs> You got you got to go for it. You got to go for the mountain, Cardi. Um, yeah. So it, it would intercut between what Bellic's up to and his um, father back in um, the Soviet Union. Daddy, Daddy oh, Bellic. That sounds 
horrible yet great. Yeah. Because then you can, have, you can have like all modern technology and all the crazy weapons and cars, but also you can still have your period piece. Oh, I'd love yeah, all those. I'd like that. Soviet a little bit cars. of time changing. Mm. Yeah, little Soviet cars, little Skodas. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Nothing quite works when you're doing the Soviet. Yeah, breaking that would be down. Corruption, of, even corruption there today. Like that's just how yeah. society functions a bit. That would be quite cool. Like instead of the changing between the three characters, it was changing between two. But you went to a completely different place when you did change. Yeah, you could do quite nice counterpoint points between the missions. Mm. Like, would it be? Do you imagine it would be like the same map but just older or a different place? I'm not going to lie to you, Cardi. I'm coming. No, lot, we're workshopping this. On we're workshopping yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think it would be like the same map, but like 20 years previously, just it looks older? I don't know whether you want to contrast Nico in New York, like the new and the old. Oh, you want to do almost, it's a sequel to 4 yeah. and a prequel yeah. at the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Part two, yeah. Ah, that would be... Yeah. I'm in now. Maybe he's in Boston now, not New York. <laughs> in Boston. He yeah. Boston. Boston Bellic. Yeah, That's what you Boston call it. Bellic. GTA Boston Bellic. BB. BB. I think they'll want to do New York again, though. Like, do uh, I, next gen it was, I think they're going to they're going to do Vice City, surely. Yeah, or in multiple cities. Yeah. Well, didn't they say this one might not be on the same extent as the previous? They game? said uh, potentially that apparently the inside word is that it's going to be moderately sized to begin with and updated as it goes on. Uh, okay. So iPhone. I mean, God knows what that actually means. Um, maybe, that's maybe it, like, that means cities over time. Imagine that. Yeah, maybe little Vice City, and then the next update takes you on a campaign to a different city or something like that. What if you play like Arthur Morgan or John Masters and like not Ancestors? Uh, what you call? What you... Get over yourself, cowboy boy. <laughs> I love. Uh, you know, I love it. Matt, why don't you tell us exactly what they're making right now? Oh yeah, because my uh, my uncle that works at Rockstar, of course. <laughs> you should clarify um, you don't have that. No, I don't have that. I don't have any connection <laughs> to Rockstar at all. So, um, so, like, I'm just I'm bored of America now. I don't think Rockstar have got anything else to say about like American sort of culture. In like they've said, it felt mm-hmm. like like as much as I love Five, it feels like they've gone like as far as they can with that. Like I felt like the jokes had just lost their bite. So I'm definitely with like Joe and Krupa that like just move countries, but I quite like Tokyo. I want to see like Ooh. Japan, sort of their effectively their take on a Yakuza game. That would so be I good. want like because because Yakuza already has like you know how that's got like all of the mad sort of side sort of things mm. like going and doing like the mad scale electric and the like like the cinemas and stuff like that. That's already quite GTA ish anyway, but I quite like I think for a rock star way to do it is you'd have like someone from america that's like american asian going back to like their family in tokyo and just getting wrapped up with like all the wrong shit and then just doing that but like you know how like have any of you guys play sleeping dogs yeah yeah a little bit yeah which it just like i think sleeping dogs is one of the best sort of lower sort of budget gta clones that you can get that was uh hong kong wasn't it yeah, yeah, because it just embraces sort of Hong Kong cinema, and it's just like a really cool, almost like a Donnie Yen film that you can play. I sort of like the idea of like Rockstar embracing some of the like fundamentals and sort of like tropes of like Japanese cinema, and sort of like playing around with that because I feel that is more something that would come up with something new and fresh and yeah. feel fun 
as opposed to just another like Facebook is bad. Let's take the piss out of them because I feel in that regard, Ubisoft is significantly better than Rockstar now. Like I think Watch Dogs is substantially better in its teeth on that sort of side of stuff. So I I want to see Rockstar do something different. But didn't Rockstar recently say that the current state of the world you can't satirize it because it's weirder than they could even yeah make which is jokes why I'm about. sure they'll do a, I'm sure they'll do a period American yeah. thing. How, hear me out on this. Nico Bellic goes to Tokyo. If that's what he wants to do, that's like a, that's like a sitcom at a TV movie. <laughs> You'd play it though, wouldn't you? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's just on these holes, he's not doing any work. He's just having a look around. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what we have been playing a lot of? All of us. Mm. That Call of Duty Warzone. Because we just need that light relief from the current world. <laughs> yeah, what I, what I love is the sound of the uh, precision airstrike strafe noise that it's makes terrifying. me chills up my spine every time I hear it. The terrifying gas that's rolling in from the hills that's going to murder It's beautiful, all. though. It's, it's such a nice-looking gas. I just, I'd get in. If I was really <laughs> in the gas. If I was in that situation, I'd probably just go straight in the gas. Get in my life. Yeah, gas you can go in for like 10 seconds. Oh no! I'm saying out. just, yeah. just gone. Get oh, okay. You'd be like like annihilation, just drawn to it. Just to yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'd see yeah. a big chrome lady in it and go walking after him. Logical gas. I don't Is know what you right been... to spoil annihilation by now. It must yeah. be. I don't know. People haven't watched it now. They're not. Yeah, good time for it though. Not the time. Um... All I said was chrome lady. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah. We've even, me and Krupa even got a couple of wins in Warzone recently. Yeah, I'm annoyed. Every time I fucking leave a match, you get wins. <laughs> <laughs> but we've been playing quite a lot. I think it's actually gone today, which is a shame because I was actually slightly warm into it after initially. You hated it. it to begin with it. I yeah. do because, well, for me, Call of Duty is all about rate of fire and SMGs and assault rifles, but they had a temporary mode this <laughs> You sound like such a little boring, nerd. <laughs> boring opinion. That's what it's all about <laughs> for me. Call of Duty multiplayer is. Call of Duty multiplayer has always been about rate of fire. Fucking hell. It's about speed. Um, look, you're not winning team deathmatches with sniper rifles these days. Unless you're we playing invite our war. old friend Daniel onto this podcast. He makes it <laughs> look like we turn into right fucking pricks since he left. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> this week they had the sniper and shotgun only mode, which which makes you change the way you play a bit. I can't rate of fire went well down, actually. Rate of fire slid it down on that. <laughs> Freaking out, he only had eight bullets. <laughs> I love rate of fire. Um, but I can't use shotguns to save my life. Um, but I can use a sniper rifle, so I enjoy that. But it does, it does create a problem when you have two sniper rifles on you and someone runs at you. So that's where I fall down in that mode. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've been enjoying it though. It's been a nice, yeah, it's been a I've nice never way. really got into a battle royale before, but I really enjoy playing this one. I really like yeah, the, the gulag system. Yeah, that's mm. it. It, it. I, I think the problem, and this is a very obvious point, but it's a lot of battle royales. You drop in, you spend a lot of time yeah. collecting stuff, and then you die. And I do mm-hmm. the Too amount of times, the amount of times we have managed to a get back from the gulag, and if we haven't, you can buy someone back. Yeah. Like I think it I think that's a really nice solution to that problem. I just think every time we play, like obviously there's a few times we just die right at the beginning and we're just unlucky, but almost every session something fun happens and we have a good time, even mm. if we don't get towards the end. Yeah. I've got great. that moment actually clipped out. I haven't actually used it yet, but it's the bit where you two are in a 
ATV, I think. And you just got absolutely just <laughs> dropped. <laughs> <laughs> we went running away from, from a firefight and uh, decided to like, get on an ATV, drive away. And then I was just looking around because we didn't know where we were going and I hadn't played the map very much. And then someone just walks up and casually fires an RPG at us. <laughs> splatters us across the landscape. I'm going to really clip that out later. Uh, oh, but it does good. create... That's, it has those moments that... I love Apex, but I don't feel like you get those funny moments. Like I think vehicles and the crazier RPG web stuff like that create those funny blockbuster moments. That mm. Apex is a, I think it's a brilliant game, but you don't get those funny moments as much. Whereas I think in Warzone, is... you do it almost has that Friday the Thirteenth element of oh god, there's someone here. Like yeah. this could go hilariously terrible. This for me is kind of the equivalent for battle royales as the Valorant versus Overwatch thing, where it's like I totally get why apex works but what i want out of a battle royale is more what warzone is giving me like a bit more silliness a bit more madness like there was one time because i haven't played very much and we were playing with our friend gary and someone called an airstrike in and shortly before (laughs) gary had been hit by an airstrike inside a house right which i guess was a glitch or some you know a fluke but because he'd said that, I'd internalised that if you're inside a house, you could still be hit by an airstrike. So someone calls an airstrike, and my first my first response was to run out of the house into open air. And then the airstrike missed me, and someone just shot me instead. And it was like it was such a lovely, stupid moment of panic that I I enjoy way more. Ah, oh, that was probably it's good. really fun. How's it? It reminds you, me. Uh, yeah, so it reminds me a lot of like I used to play Battlefield every. Like, almost every day for about five years. Like I had a couple of mates that I played it with and that obviously has that element of madness where there are just airstrikes going off all the time and there are tanks smashing through buildings and stuff like that. And yeah, I still think like Apex is probably my preferred because I think Apex has got that character element that I love from, from Mm -hmm. Overwatch. Mm. Um, But there's something I can't deny of that. As you say, it's that when there's someone driving a flatbed truck and there's three other people like hanging off the back. Joe, are you, that's not just a bottle of Tanqueray that you're drinking, well, is it? It is, it is a Tanqueray <laughs> bottle, but it has water in it. <laughs> it does just look like you're down in gin. <laughs> I'm just thinking about that rate of fire point again. Get well, rid of it. It's a very valid point. Email in IGN valid. underscore UK feedback. Valid is the term. <laughs> Is rate of fire key and call of duty? (laughs) (laughs) Look, I can't just say nonsense all the time. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, no, there's there is something the madness to it, and sort of like that that map. I think we've discussed before about how big it is. It's starting to feel smaller now. Now I'm starting to learn areas Mm. around it. But I do like how well it treats your downtime. Is in the the fact of like find a building with a a tablet in it, pick that up, do a scavenger run, do a bounty mm-hmm. hunt, all of those things that it's getting you to do. It's I don't feel like I've wasted my time if I don't win. And I yeah. tend to find that like I don't go into an Apex match hoping that I'll win. I go in hoping I'm going to have fun. And it's the journey towards that whatever mm-hmm. eventual endpoint I get that I enjoy. But I do like that Call of Duty has found a way to it's not just about the win. And it's because you're you're much less likely to get a win in Call of Duty because you're going up against many more people and the survival rate of those people because of the Gulag system and because it's 
it's not necessarily easier to bring someone back in CODs because obviously in Apex, you can just pick up their dead uh, mm-hmm. key card and slot that into a revive. So it's cheap. But the fact that there's always something to do, it's like there yeah. is something to be really admired about the way Even if you're just that. being sneaky and hiding you can still do those little bounty missions or those yeah. loot drop missions like there's all yeah there's never never do you feel you're just sitting in a house for 20 minutes and then you die well it yeah. like compartmentalizing other game modes into it is a cool thing oh that's fun mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i love the fact that and i know that blackout did this but i do love that that map is made up of places i know from call of duty yeah i've been playing like cardia have you finished um, modern warfare 2 remastered yet i haven't but i know that yeah, so I, I was finishing it up the other day. Absolutely brilliant. Reminded me why it's one of my favourite Call of Duties. But there's a bit in that game that I've forgotten because of it being since like 2009, the last time I played that, where I blew through a wall in the campaign and I was in the gulag. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is brilliant in the way that kind of like being in the gulag is like recreating a little moment of the Call yeah. of Duty campaign. And when you go to like the like the castle area or you go to the airport, like you're recreating all of these little moments from yeah. the campaign. I think it's but the in port, a battle royale. I think it's the port area that is just vacant, the map from Modern Warfare. And mm-hmm. I, it's weird. I know those hallways like the back of my hand because I played yeah. that map. Do you know what? That's the one map I did use a shotgun on a lot. So uh, <laughs> there you go. It's not all about rate of fire. Um, <laughs> should we just briefly go for our little section? I'm minding your own point you... there. Well, <laughs> nah, nah, nah. There's certain maps like that. Anyway. That was a younger me. Um, <laughs> let's talk about what we've been doing this week. I'm just going to briefly go through it. Uh, Westworld season three continues to be incredible. Yeah, I really like not, not, it's not that thing. People have to do what I do: get through season two, which is very up and down. But then season three is just like, like I said before, like Terminator cross with Blade Runner. The music's incredible. It looks incredible. I thought you were going to say the musical. I um, <laughs> it, do you know what this week's episode kind of was? It does a really unique thing that just works most I'm, of the time. But I'm, I'm really lazy. Can I can I just read a recap and watch from season three? Is it going to be impossible? You probably could, but I would say season two does get good. I think the last few episodes of it are worth watching because it sets up a care. lot. But they kind of do this season have stripped it back a lot. You you I think you could if you really wanted to. There will be a mm. few moments this season where you're like you see a character and you're like it won't really mean much to them when you see their face. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you could. This season is just. Because it's so different, it's not in Westworld anymore. You know, it's yeah, pre- yeah, yeah, it's future Los Angeles, and yeah, it just this week's episode was brilliant. They have this. I don't want to spoil what they do, but it's a really cool, like mechanical thing I've not seen in a TV episode before. Where basically it just there's a lot of genres in one, and it does it in a very unique way with Aaron Paul. He's doing mm. his good Breaking Bad thing of looking very worried all the time. <laughs> That is good. I like that. So yeah, that's really good. And we've been playing a lot of GeoGuessr, the oh, best game man. out there. Uh, I mean, I feel like we're quite up there globally at GeoGuessr. I feel like, like we, we could enter a, a pro tournament. The problem is that I've seen that guy who does it based on not oh, moving God. or zooming, so he uses the initial screen ah, you see. Prison rules. Yeah, he's pl- he's absolute prison rules. Um, <laughs> And he's probably better at it than we are with a lot more research under would, our belt. We should stage a competitive GeoGuessr tournament. 
you're at a time uh, limit counting down and yeah. you can only go a certain amount one way or the other. Like We've amount, tossed around like, the idea of streaming it and I am extremely into that because yeah, I genuinely will. think occasionally it's more exciting than most video games. Oh, it's it's so... We got... Was, was it... It was... Um, it was an island off the coast of Maine. It, no, it was near Seattle. 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 It was, Seattle. 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 It was like a Navy Air Force base. Uh, we got two meters away. Could have got two zero on that. Meters. We could have got zero. We didn't realize that what it does is the starting position is pressed is uh, set in the middle of the road rather than the side of the road. Yeah, the yeah so we know that. So we know. We that. got twenty five oh. meters away from a street in a um, Filipino town. And we were yeah, furious yeah. that we were 20 metres away. We, we were yeah, impatient with that. We, if, we, if we spent five more minutes on that... Mm. Could have been two metres. Uh, I think impatient and also a bit drunk. Um. Bit drunk and tired. We usually, just to clarify, we're usually playing this at midnight on a Friday. Yeah, so yeah. we've After, been doing it. The three of us, Cardi, Grouper and I, have been doing a pub quiz, virtual pub quiz. I'm not going to tell you the name of because we keep getting near the top of the leaderboards and I don't <laughs> want other people to join. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and then after that, we play three rounds of GeoGuessr and then we go bed. And it's, it's honestly one of the fondest <laughs> things that I, that I think. I'm going to be honest. It's the only thing that's keeping me going. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just do it. Should we do twenty four hour GeoGuessr stream? Oh, it's a good go way to get outside. <laughs> time one flies time, when you're playing. One it. time, spend... I can't. Yeah. If we keep playing it, there'll be a time where it will just spawn, and we'll know exactly where we are. Yeah, yeah. It's somewhere we'll be. Well, we had that. Be. We had that last week. Where you in Croatia? Yeah, exactly. I've been to oh. Rovin in Croatia, and there was a street. I was like, I know roughly where we are. <laughs> that so, was brilliant. Yeah. There we go. Um... That's GeoGuessr, the best game on Send the internet. Send us your best GeoGuessr guesses. Oh, yeah. Uh, just play it as well. Spread yeah, the love. Yeah, play it too. Uh, we should buy a pro subscription for GeoGuessr, actually. Yeah, I was thinking about that. And yeah. the other thing I've been playing is I started Final Fantasy VII Remake. I'm hey. 12 hours in. I very, very much enjoy it. Uh, it definitely does have a lot of that Nomura nonsense, but I'm enjoying mm. it because yeah. I do like a bit of Kingdom Hearts. See, I, 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 like... I, I don't think the start of it is very Nomura at all, really? interestingly. I think you've got all of the Nomura stuff to come. I think a lot, just the way people talk to me is reminds me of Kingdom Hearts a lot. It's more a lot of the flashback and flash forward stuff I'm seeing is very. Right. Like, so, like say, I'm just seeing Sora, basically. But... Do people say stuff like, hey, you're Sora from Avalanche? And that kind of thing. <laughs> a little bit. Like, that's it, how there's a lot of nonsense. In Kingdom Hearts. But. I don't honestly think that's too much of a bad thing because I'm really enjoying it and I'm I'm invested. I'm just about to get to Wall Market, I believe, just on the nice. Clutch Freeway. Is that? Mm-hmm. Done those big. Yeah, you're on your way to Wall Market. Yeah, and I've heard that bit's very fun, so yeah. I'm I'm into that, and it looks beautiful. I wasn't initially. It's not normally my style of like combat in a game. It's like I do like Kingdom Hearts, but only because I just I'm into all the Disney nonsense that more. I'm just intrigued to see what nonsense they throw in and it's got that kingdom hearts kind of combat but it's a lot more refined and i it's challenging but i'm getting to grips with it now i like how it keeps taking party members away from me and making me think a lot more than just spamming square but yeah i'm very much into it it's a very good game and what do you think of the music we stuck oh the music's incredible 
Yeah, I can't believe that we snubbed not putting Final Fantasy music at the end of last week's podcast. Absolute oh. travesty. Wasn't there something really good though? What did we put? We put. Um... It's a very good question. We put something clearly else. not. Do we? I think. Do we put Resi? Or is that the week before? I think we did something really stupid. Anyway. I'll... Oh yeah, we put yeah we put a Lonely Island karate <laughs> karate oh, yeah. guy. Better than any Final Fantasy music. So that's fine. Um, this week, little tease, we will be playing this week's hottest music cover on YouTube. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what I've been up to. Have you been playing more Final Fantasy, Matt? Um, yeah, so I've been I've been doing odds and ends to sort of like. I'm probably never going to get the platinum, but I'm sort of gradually grinding there. But also, following on from like last week's where I was just like, I wanted more Final Fantasy, so I played some 14. I think I've decided that 14 is probably not for me, so I've oh. picked up. Yeah, I've picked up Final Fantasy 12 again. I've got. I've gone to a save game from 2017, and I'm going to try and do the last 10 hours, attempting to remember exactly what went on in that game and figuring out where all my gambits are. Uh, ah. So. That's been a problem. <laughs> I'm thinking when I, I am in an RPG mood, so I just did Persona, I'm enjoying Final Fantasy. I want to finish that, I'm going to do another. I might go back to one of the Final Fantasies I've never played, whether that is 7 and just play the original, or if it's another one. I haven't decided yet. So... I would recommend you did Final Fantasy X, Cardi. I think that's the Ooh. one. Is that one on Switch? It is. Are they yes. all on Switch? Yeah. Well, oh. from Final Fantasy Seven onwards, they are. Okay. Sweet. Aside from 13, I don't think 13 is on it. And Hmm. 15 is on it in a weird way. There's like a a real downscaled version of 15 that you can get on Switch. There you go. And what what else have you been doing, Matt? Uh, I've been watching uh, an Amazon original called Tales from the Loop. I really want to watch this, but everyone keeps saying how sad it is. (laughs) I haven't haven't heard of it. Right, so, Connie, do you know who Simon is? I think it's Stalenhag that you pronounce it. No, he is he is a Swedish uh, like artist, but he does um, they're like really sad nineteen eighties landscapes of Sweden, but they always have a weird sci fi element within them. So okay. there'll be like a giant sort of robot harvesting uh, like a, a crop field, or there'll be like a weird ominous sort of tower over like a hamlet on a fjord. Do you remember Stuff last like year that, that um, Avalanche game? Was it Generation Zero? Was it yeah. called? Mm-hmm. Um, and it came out, and everyone went, uh, "You appear to have completely <laughs> ripped off Simon Stalinhag. Um, which was interesting because, yeah, that was just eighties people and big robots. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's well, a very singular look. It's wicked. Yeah, and uh, well, this is not a rip off because this is his official mm. TV show based officially on his work, um, and. I've only watched the first two, but they were both very good. And the way it is, it's sort of an anthology show, but it's all set in the same town. And I've seen quite a lot of people sort of attach Stranger Things to it, which I think is wrong because it's nothing like Stranger Things, aside from the fact that it has a, there's a laboratory in the town called The Loop. And that's kind of where all of its central ideas spin out from. So, so far, and I imagine this is probably how the rest of the show goes, like each of the characters are affected by that. So the first episode is about a little girl whose mother has taken something from the lab. And the second episode is about two boys that find a weird sort of piece of equipment in the woods that is probably from the lab. And 
the sort of central character of it is uh, Jonathan Price plays like the grandfather that he feels like he probably is at least high management at the lab, if not runs it. And his sort of influence infiltrates all of the different elements of the story so far. But it's it's got a bit of that Black Mirror element to it, but it's much more subdued, much more melancholic than Is it the got it's sounding a little bit like dark? Has it got that sort of vibe? It's, it's definitely because of that Euro sci fi element to it, it's got that, but it's it's nowhere near as complicated as Dark is. But yes, there's definitely even though it's an American show. It does feel, and because I, I think, for as far as I'm aware, it's not actually set in Sweden. It, they've just found, I'm fairly sure it's like a, a northern, um, like a northern state. They set in something like Michigan, mm. and so it's got that. You know how, like, when you watch Fargo, that or sort of has a weirdly Scandinavian vibe mm. about it. it. It's using that, and mm. because oh. of all of those elements, you get the dark feel to it. But it's certainly producing. Is Matt Let me have a look. I've actually got the face. Yes, it is. It's Matt Reeves. Hmm. Matt Reeves. Uh, that's about the only name that strikes out to me from the production team. Sounds miserable. I'm into it. Speaking of Philip Glass weird... does the music as well, so it's got oh, that to nice. it. Like Candyman. Um, speaking <laughs> of weird, uh, sad sci-fi shows uh, and Annihilation, uh, I have stopped watching Devs because it made me too sad, but it started on BBC this week, so you don't have to have like cool VPNs no. like me. I've heard it's it incredible. Um, yeah, yeah, like I, yeah, I hear that it goes a really good way, and I was worried about where it might go, so I'm quite pleased about that. Nice. I'm looking forward to the rest. Good. What have you been doing, Lodre? What I have been doing, I played a bit of Quick Creature in the Well because um, I keep finding myself. <laughs> feeling like I'm going to stop playing Animal Crossing and then realising that I never will. Um, mm. But while I feel that way, I quickly buy a Switch game, and this time it's Creature in the Well, which is a top-down action game about being a robot trying to kill a monster in a mountain, uh, except the action is pinball. So you are a little man that runs around with a bat and you hit energy balls at like various things um, to power them up. It looks very good. I it's a beautiful game, um, and it's got like a bit of a weird sense of humor that I quite like, and it's almost something that reminds me of the SteamWorld games in it, where it's got this sort of very core idea of what it is and what it wants to be and how it will play, mm. but it also, um, it's happy enough to be silly around that, like, so it'll give you this very, it feels like, I've played a lot of SteamWorld Heist recently as well, because... Yeah. God, that game's amazing. And it's that like extremely structurally sound idea surrounded by lots of madness. And I, yeah, I, it really appeals. I've only played like the first few levels, but it's. I remind it's me, cool. I think today they announced that that Void Bastards game is coming to Switch and PS4 yes. in May. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember quite liking the look of that and then completely forgot it came out. So yeah, I think I it will play be that. a lot more fun on Switch because it's got that you can put it down when it pisses you off factor because mm-hmm. it yeah. is hard as hell. Mm. Um, but it looks real nice. Nice. Uh, uh, and I've been? also I've been obsessed with Bon Appetit, which is not <laughs> like a, a niche thing in any way because there's a giant com- mm. uh, community around it on the internet. But it is, if you don't know, essentially just a cooking channel that was created by quite a posh magazine in America. 
but kind of in the same way that Polygon did, just took it in a completely different direction to where the publication went. And it's got this core group of about 10 chefs who all do different bits and pieces within it. But they all seem like they're the best friends in the world. Like they just seem so happy and wholesome and lovely to each other all the time. And they're all amazing chefs. Um, I just can't stop watching it. seems quite similar to why people, and I've seen a few episodes, like people love Queer Eye so much just because it's just very, very lovely. Yeah, um, <laughs> also, but they've all—it's yeah. like they've all got like little specialities as well. Like, there's one guy called Chris Morocco who, when you first see him, you're like, "Ah, oh, he's a bit dull." But it turns out he's like a really funny, and b he's a super taster and can recreate entire dishes by all the senses except sight. So he'll just eat it and then <laughs> fiddle his fingers around in it and sniff it, and then he just makes it. And you're like, That's "This insane. is insane!" It's yeah. so like, and they're really good at doing like half hour episodes of stuff so you can really sit down and like properly get through it it's brilliant i love it good stuff there's something yeah. about like friends and foods in because any of you guys watch worth it it's the buzzfeed no. show so worth it is about two guys that go um around it oh, started have, around yes. america yeah started just around america but they eventually go around the world and it's they find the same food at three different price points oh, and decide if yeah. it's worth if it was worth the money. So an example, so I watched one today, which was fried chicken sandwiches. Mm. And like the first one's like $5.50. The next one's about 25 bucks. And then the next one will be like 190 bucks. And like sometimes it can be mad, like pizzas that are like six grand and stuff like that. <laughs> um, and like they are mad, absolutely mad. But like there's something about the way it's two really, really good friends that have got a really good dynamic with each other, enjoying foods and using all the mad sort of adjectives to describe foods. Hmm. Uh, and I, I, there's something about that that I really love. And yeah, I love cooking shows that are focused around friendship. Hmm. I feel like this is what we could bring to the professional geo-guessing arena. Yeah, <laughs> friendship. Yeah, a YouTube series on geo-guessing. Oh, I would a genuinely... show about travel involving going travel. nowhere. The travel, going, the quarantine that's what it's travel going show. Nowhere. <laughs> I, 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 going nowhere, geo-guesser odyssey. I love my job, but I would drop it at a moment's notice to become a professional geo-guesser, esports <laughs> champion. Go into a meeting with Alex going, I'm going pro. It's like... He said, I have no idea what it is. What? And I, I, put, I put on a hat that's just a globe. Can we get, we can get shirts made with sponsors. Yes. Like Lonely that's Planet. The... Yeah, exactly. But it's all like... We're doing tie-ins. We're doing, we're doing a sponsor video with Lonely Planet, the new guide on India. <laughs> what have you been uh, spending your time doing? I'm falling in love with a middle-aged Korean woman on YouTube called <laughs> Mang Chi. She's <laughs> cooking videos. And I... she's... One of the Chris Morocco ones is them making a Manchi thing, him recreating Manchi, I love her. She's so cute. She's about, I don't know, she's probably late 40s, early 50s. And she does a video where she makes uh, Chapaguri, the dish from Ramdon, the dish from Parasite. Mm -hmm. And at the beginning, she acts out the phone call, like she's getting a phone call (laughs) from the car. So I've been making that. So I've got, it's two types of noodles. It's Chapaguri. So it's this one, which is Chapaguri, and this seafood one called Neoguri. You mix them together, and that makes chapaguri. Oh, so it's kind of like right. mixing pot noodle with um, like su- uh, like super noodles. Super noodles. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's like, it's just this common dish where it's this t- these two popular brands just mixed together in a big pot. Wow, so I've been doing two, that. 
That's a good feedback question. What two popular food brands do you mix together to create an almighty treat? I know a lot of people, I don't know, would you dare mix a pack of Doritos with a pack of Quavers? For a... <laughs> would you dare do it? Is there, but is there anything like that in the UK with like two things you mix together that are branded? Brand. A lot of people way? think that like Coke and Fanta together is actually good. Oh, no. It's not as good as a regular Coke, is it? No, no, it's not. <laughs> Come on, think about it. <laughs> <laughs> on, use, your, use your head. Come on, morons. Have you tasted that on its own? Have you um, ever, I've done it once before. Have you ever made a spaghetti bolognese but used noodles instead of spaghetti? It doesn't, it doesn't sim- work. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's very similar. It doesn't work. Um, have you ever made a uh, chili con carne with pasta? Yes. It's mm. very good. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's very good. It's effectively I, a spicy bolognese. It is. Something, good. Something, something good. I great. used to make was a bolognese tart, which was just basically just get some pastry and fill it with bolognese and bake it. To it's be fair, nice. Yeah, something I used to make. Don't do that shit anymore. Yeah, not since no. the heart attack. Um, yeah, spaghetti bolognese pie is something I've heard of before, and I'm worried about the inevitability of me making it one day. Oh, you. Oh, yeah. I was probably, I say I make it. I was probably like 11 or 12. It was something I like. I don't your mum like, well, I'm like, man, spaghetti bolognese. <laughs> she walks into the kitchen, you put it all in a big pie. <laughs> Secretly, <laughs> like in the dead of night. <laughs> <laughs> I could have made a big profit on those. See me down the market on selling really bolognese tarts horrible wet sounds of your son secretly shoveling bolognese into a tart <laughs> like, in the dead at of Christmas night. Christmas like horrified relatives thinking it's a mince pie just putting <laughs> bolognese in it everyone can try it at home at the moment we you start it... piping in bolognese into everything in crackers parts <laughs> Bite into an bolognese. apple, just the bite into an apple and exploding with ragu. Peeling a banana, it's bolognese. You wouldn't, you wouldn't top them though. You wouldn't top them. It'd be an open pie. It would just be the casing, basically. You haven't even gone the whole way. You no, it's a bastard. tart, not a pie. A quiche, a tart, not a pie. Basically, a bolognese quiche. Um... <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've been doing. Also, used to uh, my mum used to make me little miniature um, toad in the holes, which were just like Aunt Bess's oven, like individual <laughs> Yorkshire puddings with cocktail sausages, <laughs> yeah, with cocktail sausages in, and a like little that. Weller gravy. Those were nice. That's really good. Um, and to make me eat cheese when I was little, just put little cubes on a stick and call them cheese sweets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I like what cheese. Do you mean make you eat cheese like it's a vegetable. You know when you're like well, three five or cheeses four. a day. When you're like three or four, and you'll only eat food if they're in a certain shape or something, or in a pie casing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> do you know what? The more I speak about, it, the more I want to make one this week. I would love you to put up a recipe. Like, do yeah. a, do. Let's do. Just a, buy a ready-made pastry case and actually stick bolognese in it. You should share this with the public. Yeah, go through your katsu recipe. Oh, so um, this week we uh, made a katsu curry at home, which I, I love to make a katsu oh, curry. But we had no actual. Sorry, there's a delivery man shouting at me. I've got to go. <laughs> okay, I'm just going through <laughs> the katsu recipe. Um, it's a katsu curry, but we had no chicken or turkey, like anything to actually bread or any breaded chicken to put in it. But what we did have 
was chicken Kievs. So it was a katsu curry oh. with a chicken Kiev on top. It's effectively the same <laughs> thing, just with a little bit of garlic in it. <laughs> so, I can say when you cut it, surely the garlic infiltrates the katsu sauce. Yeah, so, I was saying, what is that? That's like red light, green light. Yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't too filled with garlic, so got away with it a bit there. But it was how do you make nice the katsu sauce? Um, I made. Oh, I'm not going through the. Do you get? Do you get? It's a BBC curry? recipe. You can get, get that, and it's actually quite nice. That's good, um, good stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's that's how most Japanese people make it. Yeah, exactly. Who am I? Who am I pretending to be? Um, should we do a quiz? Inside, it's a UK Adrian crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the ones and twos, we got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I got a question for you. Hold tight, the DJ, we're coming through. Yeah, yeah. And the ones and twos, we got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I got a question for you. Is it in the search? Matt, you've got a game. I do. Yes, the game has been sent in. It's another listener submission. This one from Colin Williams, and it's called "Whose Lines Are These Anyway." Oh, we'll see, um, what, see what he's done there. Yeah, you can see what he's done. It is effectively a video game-based quote-guessing game. Oh, it's I have impossible. <laughs> I have... Uh, so the, the setup is very, very similar to PG Tips in that like, I have five quotes here provided by Colin, and each one, they start hard and they get progressively easier. If you guess on the easiest of the five quotes, you get one point. If you guess on the hardest of the quotes, you get five points. Simple. Uh, person who gets the most points wins. I'm trying to think so how many it's... video game quotes I actually know. Uh, I think these are... I certainly buy the easiest one, I guess, them. Okay. So I think I think there's a certain amount of... Let's of do it, here. Right, character one, quote one. Copy that, noted for the next supply drop. <laughs> noted. <laughs> Mercenary. Yes. Is it uh, Yegor from Call of Duty Wars? <laughs> I love Yegor. Uh, we've got to point out that the tracksuit physics oh. in Warzone. Oh, shit. When you're on the plane, they're flapping. When you're on the plane, and you, oh. Yegor, if you're not playing as him, you're doing it wrong. Uh, you've got, he's got this purple tracksuit. And it's beautiful. And it makes perfect sense why my PS4 Pro sounds like it's going to fucking explode every time I play that game. I'm sorry, I can't play game. Matt, do we need to yeah. know the character or the game? Um, I would say you want the character, okay. but I think they're all, to give it away, they're all basically the main character from these games, okay. so you cool. will know who they are. Sam Fisher. No. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Quote two then. Your vitals do not indicate a temperature problem. Do you wish for me to investigate this hot streak sensation further? Oh. Is that Dead Space? <laughs> no. That's surely too punny a line for Dead Space. <laughs> Who knows? Or oh, is it Portal 2? No. Oh. All right. Right. Carry on. Next one. The human concept of love requires admiration, attraction, devotion, and respect. Conclusion, I am 50% in love. Who is that? It sounds a lot like an AI or a robot. Yeah. Titanfall 2? <laughs> Ooh. Is it, 
Is it is it BT from Titanfall? It is, yes, Cardi. Uh, Three points to uh, Cardi. I forgot him. Be- I forgot he was so silly. He's a funny <laughs> guy. Yeah, he's great. Right, character two. You really shouldn't be here. This isn't safe for you. <laughs> uh, is it the merchant from Resi 4? <laughs> <laughs> the main character of that game. <laughs> he is to me. <laughs> Doesn't he only have the, the one, like, what are you buying? Uh, you I don't know. Says, what are you what selling? selling? <laughs> <laughs> Got a lot of good things on sale, stranger. <laughs> is it- Joe, I like the way you touch your moustache. You keep touching it like it's fake. Oh no! I'm not used to having one. It's really nice to just play with all the time. I like it. Uh, Is it Leon from Resident Evil? It's not. No. Okay. You're not a good person. You know that, right? Good people don't end up here. Some sort of. Is that Portal Two? What? What's, is it GLaDOS? Oh, sorry, GLaDOS. Yes, there we go. I'll, I'll, I'll give I'll give you He got the, he got the yeah. game. Yeah. Four points to Krupa. Right. Character three. Take me into your heart. Accept me as your saviour. That sounds very Persona. <laughs> M. Bison. <laughs> <laughs> no. Mickey Mouse from Kingdom Hearts. Oh, yeah, that, that's such a fucking Nomura line, isn't it? Crash <laughs> <No>. Bandicoot. <laughs> <laughs> right, quote two. There was a time I would do anything for my sister. I mean, the first time I ever killed was for my sister. Wayne Rooney, football manager. <laughs> <laughs> for my sister. I feel like I know this. Oh, them twins from Bioshock Infinite. I don't know. Yeah, Bioshock was right. No. Andrew Ryan. No, it's not Andrew Ryan. What were the twins called in, in Infinite? Good, good Max. That's like are they like Weedles good Max? Faraday twins. Yeah, yeah uh, something like that, wasn't it? Yeah, they wear don't they wear yellow Max when they're in the boat? Hmm. They're great. Oh yeah. Oh, that's right. Funny. All right. Quote three. The world is diagonal. I am the balancing point. Oh, that's nonsense, that, isn't it? I don't think I'm getting Wayne, from Wayne Gretzky. I think of anyone who killed for their sister. That line was one of those that when I knew who it was, like all that section came flooding back. Like I've forgotten quite a lot of this game. And oh, is it the I, president I, from Metal Gear Rising? It's not the president oh. from Metal Gear Rising. Is it Ezio from Assassin's Creed? Who? It's not. <laughs> okay. Oh no. All right. Quote four then. Who the fuck is it going to be? Them or me? Me or them? Like you know. Like, they fucking think that I need to make a fucking choice. Is it Vass? By the way, there we go. Uh, yeah. From Far Cry. Two points to Joe. Vaseline. <laughs> you just closed right. your eyes after you said that, like you were going to be punched. 
<laughs> Character four. To the edge of the universe and back. Endure and survive. Oh. Master Chief. Hey, does he speak? Uh, Master uh, Chief does speak. He speaks quite a lot. Um, Garrus from the Mass Effect games. Nope. Uh, what's the what's the little floaty thing in Destiny? What's what, ghost? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Endure and survive. Right. Okay, quote two. Where are anyone's parents? They've been gone a long, long time. Mm-hmm. That feels like a big old clue. Hmm. Children. Captain Hook. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He is in Kingdom Hearts, to be fair. Yeah. I I didn't say he wasn't in the game. Cloud from Final Fantasy. I was just, I was was remarking on the guess of Captain Hook. That sounds like it could be Cloud. Is it Cloud? It's not, no. No. Right. Okay, next quote. After all we've been through, everything that I've done, it can't be for nothing. <sighs> That's These every video game I've ever made. Right, should I, sound... I just skip on to four then? Yeah. <laughs> These are okay. ringing a bell. This is definitely this a game one. I've played. Yeah. One of you is going to get this one, because I remember this one. Is this really all they had to worry about? Boys, movies, deciding Ellie from which the last there we go. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Edge of the universe through us, I think. Endure and survive because <clears throat> Joe picked that out in our Let's Play as a thing that would be called back later and it never gets called back. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. Uh, I do. <laughs> she says it in Pittsburgh, I think, while walking hmm. around. And when she says that line, I remember you saying, Oh, endure and survive. Sounds like that'll come back later. It never does. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it, technically, for me, it did. So there we I go. Win. It has called back in life. Okay, so we got wonderfully sent ten, but we're going to do five. So we've got five in the bag for another time. So the last yeah. one. What's, what's the score? Uh, so at the moment, Cardi, you're on five. Cooper's on four, and Joe's on two. Oh, still anyone can win. Anyone? <laughs> yeah. Oh, the tension. Character five. Quote one. Well. Guess we're the bad guys now. <gasps> Nathan Drake. Nope, oh. not Nathan Drake. Is it Joe? Oh, wow. Captain Price. Nope, not Captain Is it Price. Reese from Tales from the Borderlands. <laughs> it's not. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, carry on. Next one. Well, that's a sight no man should ever see. Thanks for that. Kratos? <laughs> not Kratos. He's not a man. He's seen he's loads of sights. <laughs> oh. I need this to win. Snake. <laughs> not Snake. Guess we're the bad guys now. Shall I push on? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. He can't help what he is. He can't begin to help it because you haven't even told him. 
Oh. Isn't it God of War? What's what's her name? (laughs) Is it Mimir? Joe. There we go. It is Mimir from God of War. Goddess. There we go. There we go. That's all of them. So, is it though? Cardi. Yeah. You got five. Yeah. Krupper, uh, Joe, you got, oh yeah, you got five and Krupa got four. There we go. Four. Do we have to do a tiebreaker? Are we leaving it there's, there? There's no tiebreaker. Oh, Shall I, do you want me to do the next one? We could no, just steal whose guest did you like the most? <laughs> uh, do you know what? Joe, you brought it back from the brink. Yeah. There we Win. go. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it was. Is it? <laughs> okay. Uh, let's do some feedback then, shall we? <laughs> Another glorious oh, victory feedback, for Joe. Before feedback, before Yeah, that's feedback. what I was going to... Saying, Joe, you've got something to give to yeah. the good people. Uh, we've got 10 codes for P-Cross Cross Ace Attorney type game Murder by Numbers um, on Steam. If you'd like one, and uh, you've got to send us <laughs> your... Mm, we haven't thought this through. You, you've... you've... IGN underscore UK feedback IGN.com send us your detective name and <laughs> we'll pick our 10 favourite detective names and you'll win a Steam code for Murder That'll by Numbers easy as that detective and then your name uh, subject line just Murder by Numbers subject line Murder by Numbers uh, and we need your name and a no we don't need your address it's a Steam code so that's fine yeah. you just need to send us send us detective your name. an email yeah with your detective name we'll pick um, our 10 favourites we'll announce them yeah, next week Steam not Switch Steam so. not Switch yeah. uh, but if you don't remember we have talked about it on the podcast before but it is a fun amalgamation of Pcross a game genre I am recently obsessed with and Ace Attorney <laughs> which is just yeah. good I think uh, our very own Tom Marks gave it an 8 out of 10, so it's worth playing. Yeah. Uh, now for some actual feedback. Creeper, I believe you are first off. Yes. Um, this is from Foul Royals. I'm sorry if I've mispronounced your name, and that's why Cardi gave me this email to read out. <gasps> stitch up this. <laughs> okay, this um, when you all mentioned the old PMCL, which I didn't know what that meant, but he then goes on to say, I've got a bit excited since early in the week I tweeted myself at my castle listening to the podcast i'm honestly yeah. none too familiar with the polish medieval combat league myself neither was i but i do perform as a medieval knight here in the states unfortunately though i've been furloughed until quarantine is well and over with but if you're ever in the new york area again stop by nj's new york uh, new jersey's medieval times i i mean how can we not now uh, well also <laughs> we've we've looked up and we're gonna mispronounce i'm gonna say four or four? What are we saying? Four. Let's say four. You four. want to say four? Um, yeah, we, we've the royals. We've, we've looked up your work, and holy shit, do proper fighting! I thought it, I always thought those like um, medieval times things were like just that bit in the Cable Guy where he goes, um, but <laughs> and does the sort of Star Trek Star Trek stuff. But he's doing proper yeah. choreography. It's nuts. I know. Um, uh, also, for, about the tweet. Wasn't that him listening to you the guys on, on a, a podcast while on a horse? Yeah, <laughs> incredible. He has his own castle. Well, I think he's a, a knight of the castle. Uh, yeah. I believe gotcha, a knight, gotcha, a gotcha, knight gotcha, employed gotcha. by the local lord would probably refer to it as his castle. Can you be a knight without a castle? 
What? That's, that's the question. Uh, yeah, that was uh, the PM. Wait, I forgot about the PMCL. I, I but, actually need to watch some. I haven't watched any Polish medieval combat league. We do need to. Is it still going? I don't know. I mean, I can't imagine it is active at the moment, but you can get some clips on YouTube if you want to see some Polish people beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> I do. <laughs> what, doing this or just in general? <laughs> uh, I've got two quick bits of feedback. I've got mm. one from Stuart Jackson, who simply asks, is John Wick the best Max Payne movie ever made? Well, it's, it's better than Max Payne. The Definitely movie. is. It's not quite noir enough for it, is it? But it's got no. it's got the right sort of gunfights. Do you know what film I? It's probably actually absolutely terrible. But when I was about fourteen, I watched it a lot at a friend's house. We thought it was hilarious. We shoot him up. With we Clive talked about Owen. this recently, didn't we? Because he uses a carrot to kill someone. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't know shoot him up was meant to be like a slightly funny film. Yeah. It's it's a mad film. It has those sort of vibes, like a man on a mission shooting a lot of people. Bit of slow mo. <laughs> That's what Max Payne is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, who knows? It could. Uh, I've still only seen the first John Wick. I watched the second one recently, and I was not impressed. Oh, yeah, I, I quite like the second one. I don't like the third one. I think the third one's got a couple of really good action set pieces in it, but overall, I think it takes itself way too seriously. Mm. But so Keanu Reeves could play Max Payne. The thought was there. Well, yeah, probably. Yeah, I've got another quick one from Louis or Lewis Gale says lads just shouts lads do you remember in the 90s when walkers switched the colour of their salt and vinegar and cheese and onion packets I'm assuming at least one of you does yes. I stumbled upon the walkers switch a podcast about the people that, that believe it happened even though walkers deny it it reminds me a bit of finding Drago thanks to Joe for that one which is also wonderful and absurd as the so world's they, leading there's no actual Christ- evidence of this. So I, this, I did some research on this because I read this and I do remember them switching the colours. Yeah. But actually what it is, I, if you want me to ruin this a bit, uh, <laughs> so walkers specifically in their FAQ on their website deny ever switching the colours. What? Um, and there are, because so many people ask it, but what it turns out to be, or at least what it seems to be, is that Golden Wonder which was another crisp brand for those aren't who aren't in the UK, hmm. used to do the opposite colours. So Walkers do, is it green salt and vinegar and blue yeah. cheese and onion? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And lots of people remember it being blue cheese and onion. No, sorry, blue, blue yeah. cheese. Yeah, well, blue the other, the other way around. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, that is presumably because Golden Wonder used to be a much bigger brand and had the opposite one. And then as Walkers took over, it appeared that a switch had happened. So people grew up with effect. one, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I've been Mandela'd. I'm I'm proper affected by the Mandela in this situation. <laughs> it's weird. I do kind of vaguely remember Golden Wonder. Blue does seem more logical, and green seems more logical. Well, it's yeah, because it's everybody else uses that, right? Like yeah. every other company has it the way right now. I like. I don't think that Walker's ever switched. I have this weird, like, half memory of maybe an advertising campaign yes. taking the piss out of it. So I think that's what's happened because I remember adverts about it, and I think I remembered that as Walker's saying we have switched, when mm. actually it's other people being like, "Look at them, the mad idiots." <laughs> Did it have Lineker in it? Was it Lineker and another footballer, like in a in a changing room, like might mixing? Been cheese might have been Michael Owen for cheese and Owen. So it was Gary, it was Salt and Lineker, yeah, and Gary, yeah, mm-hmm. cheese and Owen. <laughs> 
Smokey Beckham. Those are the days. Oh, <laughs> lovely stuff. Chris, we're always up for Chris chats, so thank you for that. Mate. I might listen to that podcast, see how many episodes it is, because I don't know how in-depth they can actually go into this. But well, also, I feel like... Depends where you ruined... get the interviews you want. I think <laughs> I've just ruined that podcast. Oh, but... okay. You might not. Um, there might be more to it. Yeah. This is like our version of uh, McMillions, that documentary about the <laughs> Monopoly... <laughs> mcdonald's scandal in america which i watched and thought was fine so there we go matt got some feedback brother i do bro i've got one from (laughs) i've got one from peter gorbett uh hi gang firstly a big thank you for keeping the pod going during lockdown hearing your lovely voices and and joe's non-complimentary worthy voice thank you is helping keep me sane keep it up maybe do it more I don't know if we've got the time to do it more. One a day. No, we are not doing one a day. (laughs) Anyway, my main reason for the email is I'm doing a 24-hour charity live stream for the RSPCA York Animal Home. And it would mean the world if I could get a shameless plug. I think we're up for that. On Saturday, 18th of April, I'm going to be playing The Surge 2 for the first time and trying to finish it in 24 hours. I'm not like young Jesse, so we'll probably die. Give a response (laughs) to me. (laughs) People can sponsor me here. Here is a link that is unfriendly for podcasts, which he does I, acknowledge. I think but, that's fine. Justgiving.com slash yeah. fundraising slash stream, P A W T E R S, stream porters. Stream porters. So there we go. Go there, give some money, help some animals. Lots of small, char- lots of small local charities have seen their income decimated by the lockdown and don't have the resources of big national charities. So anything listeners can do to support the local causes in their area would make a huge amount of difference. Thanks. P.S. I'm all about the cherries when it comes to pick and mix. Preach, Gorbert. This is something we need to get from you, Daniel. Um, in the old days of a Woolworths pick and mix, what? Where are your eyes going? <laughs> <laughs> um. I- I really like used to like um, beer bottles. What beer bottles? Do you ever have beer bottles? Are they like the big cola? Bottles? I don't know if you have them in Woolworths per se, but we're talking about just general pick and mix or a tup shop. Beer bottles, like cola bottles, but they're like shandy flavored. Oh, oh, I did remember. And they would have like big foamy tops. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that does ring a bell know. now. Yeah, so we're not politically of... correct these days. <laughs> oh, they're, they're also known as pint pots. Oh, they were really tangy, like variation on a cola bottle, essentially. They were twenty percent alcohol, but kept the kids quiet. Kept me quiet, knocked me out. (laughs) You should have been on the bolognese tart. That was me, ninety-seven. Lad culture in ninety-seven was specifically referring to eleven-year-old me. Yeah, kids eating pint pots and drinking hoop. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, a copy of Maxim. (laughs) (laughs) I I was a front guy. Uh, oh yeah, from Ed... <laughs> this from Ed Partons. <laughs> hey, hombres, just a quickie. <laughs> when listening to the podcast last week, you declared that the Jewel Sense sounded like a condom brand. Uh, Cardi did. Yeah, I it does myself. <laughs> Whilst I don't disagree, I did think that you've overlooked the current branding of Dual Shock, which sounds like a sex toy for his or her pleasure. Imagine my delight when I was proved right <laughs> by a quick Google search and finding a DualShock vibrator on Amazon within seconds. <laughs> I shouted that into the camera. Uh, then imagine my distress when I realised that I was logged into my sister's account to use her Amazon Prime, oh, meaning no. that the search recommendations have been irreparably <coughs> changed. 
then the further distress when I remembered that all my family members use the Amazon Prime account. Being British, I've opted to say nothing and I'm hoping they do the same. Keep up the good work, except Joe, who doesn't do good work, just regular work. Warmest regards, Eddie P. I thought he was going to say, he went on the page and had that thing going, last ordered on. (laughs) Um, I know I've recommended it before, but it's just come back for a new series, so this is reasonable to talk about again. Uh, That podcast, Gossip Mongers, that I talked about recently did one where uh it's a long and quite sad story of a man whose girlfriend was very clearly still sleeping with her ex but he would drive her around to his house for meetings and she came out at christmas one year and had a huge dragon dildo (laughs) that he'd given her for christmas uh they had a fight he kept the man kept the dragon dildo, put it in the glove box of his car, but the glove box was too small. Later that day, his parents get in the car and the dildo smashes out of the glove box and hits his dad in the head. Oh my god. It's so fucking funny. Um, and that's what Eddie P reminds me of. It reminds me of the days when Oh, well, a little scamp. I can't remember if it was at school or university. Oh, like if someone... Are we putting bolognese into? <laughs> you don't want to know. Um, <laughs> just chucking them at people. This is how they flavour them, right? <laughs> um, if someone left themselves, like, it was the next step on if someone left themselves logged into Facebook. If you logged yourself into Amazon, just fill their basket into so it's about, like, 400 grand's worth of stuff just find the most expensive stuff you could <laughs> and see if they'd accidentally check out <laughs> no no one did good <laughs> good story that a horrible thing to do yeah but it's not you know it's not gonna actually happen is it so a bit of fun <laughs> for all the family uh there you go oh well, another lovely podcast uh that's great if you've got any feedback send it into ign underscore uk feedback at ign.com uh, send in your detective names. Send in your like mashup meals. That's what we're going to mm. call it. Mashup meals of, mm. you know, not doesn't necessarily have to be brands, but that would be good if you've got uh, any variations on the bolognese tart. What else can you put bolognese into? Yes. yes. <laughs> what can't you? I have done the giant meatball with bolognese inside it. That was good. That seems excessive. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was an experiment. Double beef. Double huh? beef. <laughs> Oh, well, no, it wasn't. Oh, yeah, I suppose it wasn't bolognese. It was more just Oh, it's just the sauce. sauce. I thought you actually put in, like, mince bolognese in a beef <laughs> meat. No, I mean, that's the next step, really. <laughs> that is Even Cardi's freaking out at that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, much, that. that's disgusting. <laughs> put that Munching in paste. Cover. And then what you do is you cover that in pastry and you have, like, a, a ball of beef pie. <laughs> yeah, and, and then stick a chicken key in it as well while you're at <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Yeah, and then stick it in a condom. Uh... <laughs> Swing it around your head, fling it across the road. That's what we'll be doing this weekend. Uh, so, yeah, that was fun. Uh, it's nice to have you back, Daniel. Has that kept you busy Thank for a you. bit? You yeah, not feel as alone I, I now? killed two hours. Um... <laughs> and hopefully it did for just, you uh, too. No. Just another nine to get through today. Uh... <laughs> We've got the... We've yeah. got you- Later, mate. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that was lovely. Um, oh, here is the best cover. It is, if you haven't seen it, oh, you're about God. to hear it. The Bear in mind, this is a cover from a so-called professional musician. Uh, this is Puddle of Mud covering Nirvana. <laughs> Hope you have 
It's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand-friendly, but don't worry. I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.